0: Hey, John, are you there? I am. Great. Um, So, this is Sarah Shaw from Entrepreneur, and I am here with John Wubin from Content Rich, his new book that he wrote, uh, Writing Your Way to Wealth on the Web. And uh, I know we all have websites and want to get wealthy through them. So this is going to be a a chat with John. He's um, an SEO expert, um, a copywriter. His company does um, all of those things for you, with you, helping you to get your website more optimized um, for search engine optimization and then can help you write uh, web content or bios or press releases, all those kinds of things that will help you um, with your search engine optimization as well, um, so that you rank better on all the search engines. Do oh, I have that right? <laughs> all right, cool. So um, I know that this is a really, you know, kind of confusing topic for a lot of people, mm-hmm. um, myself included, and, um, and so I'm hoping that, you know, you can demystify a little bit of this mysterious um, situation for us in the next, you know, little bit that we're going to sure, talk. Sure. Um, so, you know, so why don't you just tell us a little bit about, you know, what search engine optimization is for those who don't know about it and kind of how it helps to, help, you know, like what its purpose is to help your website.
1: Right. Search engine optimization has been pretty hot for the last five or six years. And what it is is it's a way to um, take the content and the coding on your website and do certain things with it um, to appear higher in the search engine listings for Google and Bing and Yahoo and all the search engines. So there are certain things that you can do um, in the HTML coding, in the uh, content um, with keywords and things like that, that can help you get on that first page, the, the all-important first page, for whatever people are trying to are searching for to try and find you. Um, So if you have, let's say you sell handbags, um, you know, and you are um, in L.A., um, maybe someone's searching for handbag designers in L.A. And if that's a phrase that they're searching for um, and you have that phrase optimized on your website, then guess who's going to come up on the first page? You are. And guess who's going to get the business? Probably you are because they're going to click on your link, and when they click on your link, you're getting a lead for free, essentially, because when you appear in the natural search listings, which are the main listings on search engines, um, they're clicking there, and you're not having to pay anything to be there. There's also um, the pay-per-click ads, which are at the very top and on the right side of search engines, and that's where people actually pay Google to be in that spot. Um, But the goal is to be in the natural listings and to do the SEO for your website so that you can appear there. So really, it's approaching it from two different angles. One, your web designer needs to know SEO, which is really important. And a lot of designers don't know SEO. So that's an important question to ask your web designer um, when you're uh, engaging them is, do you know SEO and tell me about how you optimize the code for my website? Um, And number two, um, have a content writer that knows optimization that will do the keyword research and will do the meta tags. Meta tags are really important. Um, They're part of the HTML code. But... Are usually places where you can put keyword phrases, and that's how Google reads your your pages. They look at the meta tags, and when they spider the websites out, there all the millions and millions of websites they're looking at those meta tags, and those meta tags need to be written in such a way that you're including those phrases, um, and you're including the phrases that are important on the page as well. So, kind of a long uh, long-winded answer to your question, but but SEO is is actually it's it's not that mysterious. It just has a perception of being mysterious because you know, I think there are certain people out there that like to keep it mysterious and like to make it that way, but it really isn't. It's just a process and procedure of doing certain things um, in a very, um, you know, in a very process-oriented fashion, um, and doing it over time, too, because you have to update your content, right, over time, and update your website over time, because it's a living, breathing thing, and your competitors are doing things on their website all the time, too. So if you know, if you're selling handbags in L.A., well, there's probably four or five or six other people that are doing the same exact thing and are trying to optimize their website, too. So you're in competition a little bit, but that's okay. It's healthy for everyone.
0: Yeah, competition's healthy. <laughs> um, so so let me just tell you, like, what comes up for me and probably other people listening. You know, it's, it's awesome that you say that SEO – you know isn't really that difficult mm-hmm. but when i hear those words like my eyes kind of glaze over and huh. then i hear you know and then i hear you like and then the meta tags are in the html code and all that kind of stuff and i just go woohoo okay over yeah. my head right so is this i mean you know and i and i in the back of my you know computer brain knowledge system, I know all of these things. Like, I've heard it before. I've talked to, you know, many different search engine optimization experts over the years, and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I've had websites for 13 years. So these have been, you know, constant conversations in my life. Mm -hmm. And even, you know, I think of myself (laughs) as a fairly bright person. But, you know, there's certain things that you just don't have the capacity for or the time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if somebody wanted to what are a couple little tricks if someone wanted to do it themselves or couldn't afford to hire someone to do search engine optimization? Like, like what would be, you know, like what's sort of the difference between just keywords, like using keywords in your copywriting on your website versus meta tags and, you know, kind of how does that, how's that, Is, is that something that somebody could do on their own? Like how would you even know what the right, Keywords were to put, let's say, on your home page of your website. Yep. Um, you know, because sometimes I know keywords aren't necessarily, like like you said, like let's just take a handbag company as an example. Like just having the word handbag might not be enough. And right. as, a, as a keyword, you may have to have some other words. Like how, how does one educate themselves? Yes. Do we, um, we talk about that in your book, or is there some –
1: yeah, and that's one of the reasons I wrote the book is because I wanted to really um, distill it down to the basics and show people that they can do this stuff on their own if they want to, if they have the time and they have the desire to do it. Um, and some of it's fairly easy. It's um, you know When you ask what can people do, um, kind of the low-hanging fruit is, number one, everyone that has a website out there, every single person has a website, should do um, their keyword research, and it's really easy to do it, actually. You just jump on wordtracker.com. Um, and get a free trial on WordTracker. And they've been around forever. They're kind of the godfathers of the keyword research uh, movement. Um, And you can do a real easy search for um, the phrases that you think are important um, that people are searching for to try and find you. Um, And then they'll spit back another, you know, 50, 60, up to, you know, a couple hundred phrases that people are also using um, uh, to try and find you. And so that's a really good tool to use. Um, And there's also a a tool um, called Keyword Discovery. Um, that's great um, that you can also do a free trial on. But so I recommend um, that people do that. Um, you can go on Google AdWords as well, and they have a, a keyword tool there that you can, you can uh, garner some good research and data from. Um, so what's going to happen when you, when you do all this is you're going to have a list. You're going to have a list of maybe 60 or 70 or more keyword phrases, and you'll be looking at this list. And some phrases will be kind of general, like handbags. It's a very general one-word phrase, one-word keyword. Um, And then you'll have more, you know, descriptive, more specific keywords, like uh, brown leather handbag. And that's what's called a long tail keyword. Um, So what you do is you basically want to take your site map and look at all the pages on your website and see where the keywords would fit um, and allocate three to five keyword phrases per page. Um, Your more general pages, like your home page, your About Us page, would be uh, places for your more general keyword phrases, like the handbags phrase or word. Um, and then, you know, your, your brown leather handbag phrase would be a phrase you would want to put on your products pages, specifically your leather handbags page. Um, so it basically is just a process of, you know, allocating the keywords to your pages. Uh, once you have them allocated distributed and mapped to all your pages on your sitemap, um, then you want to go in and, um, and actually change your copy and edit your copy to reflect these phrases. And uh, a good rule of thumb is um, make sure that every page has unique keyword phrases. And that's one thing I see all the time is I see websites, even some really big companies, with websites where they're using the same keyword phrases on every page. And that's really a mistake because they're missing an opportunity to rank for a lot more keyword phrases. Um, so that, that would
0: just pigeonhole you into only ranking for that particular one.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, doing the keyword phrases and allocating them to your, your pages um, and then uh, rewriting the content on your page to, uh, to, to, uh, to, to integrate those, those phrases um, is, is a really good first step, and it's something anyone can do, um, especially if you have a content management system like, you know, WordPress or something else that's very easy to edit with. Um, again, it's probably an investment of just a few hours of your time, maybe one day, you know, just really hitting it hard. Um, and a really good trick, a good way for people to see the meta tags is on, whenever you're on a web page you can right click on your mouse and you'll see view source code you want to click on view source code and there will pop up all the code the html code for your for your page At the very top of that code you'll see the word meta meta um, and you'll see meta title meta description and meta keywords and those are the places where um, you're gonna put these keyword phrases and i know in wordpress for example they have uh... the all-in-one SEO pack And they have a very easy um, way to update and edit your keyword phrases and your meta tags. Um, And a lot of companies do that. Um, So that's just a little primer, a little kind of what you can do starting today if you wanted to.
0: That is awesome. I was like scribbling notes as (laughs)
1: possible.
0: So so I'm just going to use myself as a guinea pig um, because I often do that. So, for example, and I'm sure this is like sounding like my website needs such a major overhaul, that we're talking about my accessories site. Yeah. Um, so I sell mostly one product in a bunch of different colors. I have a patent on a closet organizer for handbags. Mm-hmm. And it comes in, you know, each each selling page is obviously has the description of the color and the design pattern because they're all proprietary. I designed them all myself. Mm-hmm. But the, the basic description for the product is the same on every page because it's just a standard description of this product and how it's used. Mm-hmm. So the only difference on each page is the actual color pattern description. So that's probably like a big no-no, right? Because it's it, there's really nothing different in the in the content of those pages. Like, is
1: this the for the the simplysarahshaw.com mm-hmm. yeah. site? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm on the site right now, and um, I'm just so like if you go to
0: Handy Hold All, you'll see that. If you click on one to another, you know, it's, the description is exactly the same because it's the same product, but it comes in, you know, whatever, 12 colors or something. Right. and And so the only thing that changes on each page is the description of the pattern. Gotcha. So if somebody was in the same situation that I am in something like that, I mean – are you, like, there is a place in the back end, it's a Yahoo store, so mm-hmm. there is a place to change, like, put in the keywords and the meta tags and things like that, right. you know, in the content management system. Right. So is it is it more important, or maybe it's equally important, to have the back end stuff, those meta tags and keywords, um, different on each one of those pages, and then also have the content on the actual web page be different slightly as well?
1: Yeah, I mean the more unique you can be, and the more specific you can be, the better. That's just a good rule of thumb. Um, there is a you know the, the law of diminishing returns where you have to ask yourself: Is anyone searching for this? If I include you know the color or whatever, do I know if people are searching for this? And you can find out if people are searching for that when you go into Word Tracker or Keyword Discovery. Right. You can type it in. You can see how many searches there were last month for that that phrase. So, um, but but a good rule of thumb is: Yeah, make it as you know, customized and unique and specific as you can on every page on your website. Um, So, yeah, on on your site here with the different handbags and the different products, um, yeah, the more specific you can be, the better. So if you want to put in, you know, if you can put in a color or something that that whatever makes it more um, unique than the other pages or what what, uh, defines it, um, you know, if it's leather or whatever the material is or the color, um, anything, you can, anything you can do to do to be more specific on that is is a good thing. Um, but it looks like you have a good start here. Okay, thank you. Uh,
0: <laughs> good. <laughs> okay, not too much work to do, but I know I got the work to do on there. So, so when you, um, you know, like if you let's say you were going to, um, you know, work with somebody, myself or you know any of the listeners to to do a content analysis of their website, mm-hmm. would that be I mean, what does that entail, like looking at their meta tags and and keywords and the content that's on there so that it can – because ultimately you're looking at it with the end result of optimizing it as best as possible for search engine
1: optimization, right? Yep, yep. That's part of it. And so we're really looking at it from three different points of view. One is for the search engines, are you optimized and can you be found? Uh, Okay, that's number one. Number two – Um, What kind of language are you using on the site to actually convert people to a sale? Um, What what do you want them to do on the site? Do you want them to download a free trial or get a free white paper or actually buy something or contact you? Is the copy written in such a way that will motivate them to do that? Um, Are you using benefit statements? Do you have a call to action? Are you offering something for free on your website? And every website out there should offer something for free whether it's, you know, a free, you know, top ten tricks of whatever or a free demo or something, um, or sign up for our free newsletter and we'll give you this bonus ebook or something like that. Um, That's just a a best practice. Um, So that's the second way we're looking at it, uh, actually converting people on the website with the copy we're using. And then third is your content strategy. What is your overall content strategy? And that's been a real buzzword over the last uh, year or so, Um, you know, you got to take a step back and say okay if content is the currency of the web which is one thing i like to say a lot because it kind of helps explain you know it's like it's like uh, back in the in the early 80s when software and hardware was was being discussed and bill gates kept saying it's all about software guys it's all about software it's what how you use the computer and what programs you're using well on the web it's all about content so what is your content strategy and when i say that um, you're really a publisher now. If you have a website, you are really now a publisher, just like a magazine. So, what are you going to do um, to connect with your prospects and your customers on an ongoing basis? What is your editorial calendar? How are you going to blog uh, week to week, month to month? What are your topics? Do you have some topics listed out? Um, plan at least six months in advance. Um, you know, prepare some interviews with with people in your industry. Um, do some product reviews. Um, do you know? Set up a calendar, a content calendar. Um, and then what are the, all the pieces of content that you're going to do? Okay, do you have your blog. What about case studies? What about a white paper? What about press releases? What about, um, you know, articles that you could write on various subjects that are important to your audience? So, again, another long answer to your question, but <laughs> you're really looking at it from a, a very very comprehensive view because content, yeah. content is a very big topic and it, there's a lot of areas to it. Um, But I think if you focus on those three things, you know, writing the content for the search engines, writing content for conversion on your website, and then taking a a step back and looking at what is my content strategy, how am I going to approach this, you know, for the next year or two years kind of thing, and what are all the different pieces of content that I'm going to do, then I think you're going to be well on your way
0: and i love those two phrases that you said content is the currency of the web
1: yeah. and
0: con- and just even just that catchphrase content strategy i mean i've never heard anybody say that before mm-hmm. but it i mean it has such a ring to it and really says what it is yep. you know in just two short words um and you know and i and i can really you know i mean when you think about it it's kind of like duh I mean, you know, I mean you know i mean it's it's kind of obvious when somebody brings it up but you know not not knowing necessarily you know being so busy about working on your the business of your business yeah. you know i mean we all kind of it's really hard to keep up with all of these things on your own which is why it's so great to have somebody like you out there you can hire to do it for you right um i'm really big into you know, hiring out what I don't want to do or don't know how to do <laughs> that I really do the works same well thing. for me, yeah,
1: I do the same thing <laughs>
0: um and and so um me so oh, I know so you know how what I've often heard, and you can you know either say it's a myth or not, but you know one of the things that people have talked about in interviews i've seen other people do is that blogging. Um, The reason blogs get indexed so well is because they're constantly being updated all the time and that it's new, there's something new all the time, Mm -hmm. right? So is that true?
1: Yes, it is true. Google loves fresh content, absolutely.
0: So how do you, like, how do you translate that to your website? Because, you know, it's like, you know, when you have a product line, you, you might only have new products three times a year, You know, know, like even when I had my huge handbag company and, you know, my million dollar business, we only designed three collections a year and changed the website over three times. And there wasn't really, you know, in between those times, you know, besides like maybe posting a new piece of press or something, there really wasn't anything changing up there.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, how I would answer that is um, updated content and fresh content is just one piece of Google's algorithm. Um, what they're looking at is they're looking at over 100 different variables in how they rank websites. And and fresh content is just one of them. The other thing they like a lot is linking. When you're linking out to various uh, websites in your industry that are important um, and they're linking to you, that's really significant. And Google looks at it and go, wow, this, these guys are really important because a lot of people want to be a part of their success. A lot of people want to link to them. Um, so that's great. So link building, focusing on link building is, is good. And, and basically, what is link building? It's, it's connecting with others in your industry, You know, connecting you know with different blogs that are important in your industry, um, including them in your posts, and then vice versa. They're including you in their posts. Um, so building, working on that link building is important. The other stuff is, do you have social media integration? I, I'm on your Simply Serra site right here, and I see you have Find Us on Facebook. That's great. You have your Facebook link there. You have your Twitter link. Um, you know, Google likes to see that, too. They like to see that you're integrating with social media and that you're doing stuff there as well. And they're looking at that. You know, they're actually looking at your, at your uh, profile over there, too, when they, and when they consider your ranking for your main website. Um, so there's a lot of things you can do, um, more than just fresh content, uh, that, that helps your rankings over time. Um, and, and the other thing, too, is um, just keeping it fresh from a design standpoint. Um, it doesn 't have to you know be content all the time it can be you can be adding a new section or adding some articles or adding you can add um here 's a really good one for anyone selling products is add testimonials and feedback from your customers add customer reviews you know there 's um, is a great uh great tool for a lot of that and there's others out there third party um uh, Firms that can help with uh, with gathering um, and organizing um, consumer reviews and customer reviews. Um, so I would recommend that. Also, video integrating video into your website, uh, or product reviews. There's so much you can do that can that can help your uh, your ranking. And uh, so looking at all those things over time is is a good idea.
0: Oh, I like that. So so you mean even so if you had a vi- like I I've been working on. Um, I'm actually going to be moving my website. To a new server and redoing the whole look of it and everything. So excited. Mm-hmm. But um, so I'm going to have a video section. And so you mean, so even anytime you add a new video to it, Google sort of sees that as new content. So it yeah. will help with your indexing. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So and great. and
1: when you do that, you want to make sure you're optimizing the video with the, t- the right tags and, and so it, it appears the way they want to see it um, on your website.
0: And again, would you go back to those um, search tool? Tips that you gave us, those word tracker and keyword and keyword tools to find the right words to like name your video and,
1: yeah, and to yeah. have
0: all those different um, tags and things. Yep. So, I, well, you mentioned social media, so I have a question about that. Do, sure. do you do, do you think that your um, like do your so does your social media platform need to be optimized?
1: That's a good question. I've never had that question asked. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh my God!
0: It stumped you. <laughs>
1: um, yeah. Well, you know, uh, in in the social media world, it really is about participation and and um, in community and um, and you know, are you adding value? Are you or are you promoting yourself? You know, everyone knows that it's a big no-no to be you know constantly out there promoting yourself and kind of having a commercial, an ongoing commercial for your products and services in the social media space. In right. fact, if you do that, you're going to get, you know, a lot of boos and a lot of, you know, hisses yeah, from people. Yeah, boring, yeah. Um, so, so what is optimizing your social media um, profile? Well, it's, it's just providing value on an ongoing basis. So, you know, it's not tweeting four or five times a day. I mean, a lot of people do, and some people do it more than that. But, but keeping it regular, you know, tweeting once or twice a day is probably good, you know, but keep doing it and keep adding value. What can you? What do you think your prospects or customers or partners are going to want to know about? Let's say you just went to a conference and you just heard a fantastic seminar from some really cool um, guy and, and you thought it was great, well, maybe tweet about it and, and maybe uh, link to, do the slides for the presentation if you can or something like that. Just adding value and, and um, as much as you can, I think, is a great idea. And then, you know, um, looking at who are the people I need to be following and who should be following me. Um, you know, if, if you're struggling with that, um, do a search and try and find others in your industry that you could partner with. Um, and, you know, there's no reason why you can't get uh, 500 to 1,000 uh, followers on Twitter in a, a very short time, frame of time if you really focus on that. Um, and I guess really the, bo- the bottom line it comes down to uh, be a part of the community and, and, and you know, contribute on a regular basis. So that's what I would say.
0: So it's so funny. I mean, everybody has so many questions, you know, about, like, how to use social media to, you know, to actually, like, get sales in your products and you know mm-hmm. like how, how much do people actually really want to know about you or your personal life or like yeah. what are the right things to put up there. Mm-hmm. Um and so I think, you know, it's it's I mean kinda I think everyone's still sort of feeling it out yeah. you know, because it's relatively new in the big picture, you know, of how to do business. Um right. but yeah, I mean I guess my my original question was like do does you know like where you can have um you know, like on my Facebook pages, for example, my fan pages, I have um home page, you know, that looks like my website mm-hmm. where, new, you know, where non-fans would land. And, you know, so, like, do you think that those pages need to be <laughs> optimized um, or is it doesn't really matter because you're on Facebook and that's enough optimization?
1: I think that's enough optimization, really, because just having a fan page is a step in – a huge step in the right direction. Um, I, I spend a lot of my time when I'm out speaking for uh, corporations and organizations out there that just to get a fan page, trying to convince them that it's a good idea. You know, so if you if you already have a fan page and you're working it a little bit and you're doing some, you're posting some stuff, and you're integrating your blog, that's the other thing. Integrate your blog to your Twitter and your Facebook page, mm-hmm. um, and you can do that with Hootsuite and there's a few other tools that you can they can do that with. But um, but yeah, if you've got a fan page, that's a really really great idea because I mean, let's face it, you're not trying to sell them. What you're trying to do is you're trying to get in front of your customers and your prospects on a regular basis because there's so much noise out there and there's so many competitors. It really is just trying to remind them that you're here and, you know, if you ever are in the need for whatever I sell, then you'll remember me. Um, And that's what's so powerful about a newsletter in a database for any company, when you send out a regular newsletter every week or every month or whatever, um, it's an opportunity to get in someone's inbox again. So they're like, when I see that, they go, oh, yeah, I remember I remember that guy or I remember that company or, yeah, I was thinking about buying a handbag from them a couple months ago, and I'm glad that I just got that newsletter from them because now I'm ready to purchase and I'm going to go over there and do that right now. Right. So um, so that's it's all about being relevant and keeping in front of everyone.
0: Oh, my goodness, so much to do. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I should, like, say that I'm, like, the queen of emailing people, like, 90 million times a time. I mean, not, but, you know, I try to do at least, like, three a week. Um, but, I mean, I'm delivering content-rich information. It's not just like, hey, how you doing? There you go. Um,
1: content-rich. I like but,
0: it. <laughs> yeah. So I have one more question for you. Sure. So, you know, like you talked about, you know, integrating your blog into social media. And, like, I do that with, through network blogs. So it goes into my fan page and, all mm-hmm. you know, onto all that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, it's so great to just have these automated tools that do all this work for you. Yeah. Um, but, but so – I've been hearing a lot about using specific like keywords and you know basically kind of doing search engine optimization to the blog posts that you write. Mm-hmm. So I'd love you to talk a little bit about that and if you have any tips of you know specific things that people should put put in their blogs. You know besides you know I know you just mentioned linking out to other people's blogs or mm-hmm. articles or things like that. But what are some other things that that you you know that you recommend to to help with the SEO
1: of your blog? Sure. Well, first of all, I would say if you have a blog, um, really focus on um, you know, understanding how you can stand out, how you can have your own niche, because there's so many Me Too blogs out there. They're just jumping on the train, and they're not super serious, and maybe they, they post like once a month or something like that. So that's the first rule of thumb is just really see if you can find a niche and, um, and come at it from a different angle. Um, and don't be afraid to be too controversial or you know have a strong opinion about something because in the blogosphere you can do that and get away with it and people actually kind of want you to be like that once in a while. Um, but you're really you're really trying to do it. You're trying to create a hook. You're trying to what's called um, you know build that link bait. Um, and link bait is um, is. Uh, something that you put in the in the post that makes them want to link to you. When people read it they go, "Oh wow, that's really cool. I want to link to that. One of the best um blog posts I ever saw um came out of uh, uh seo Aaron Wall, um had this still still has a really great website. Um and uh and he basically wrote this blog post that was like 190 ways to link build or something like that and all 190 ways were really powerful um tricks or tips on how to build your your links and that that blog post went around the world like a million times and got so many hits and basically what he was doing is he was creating link bait he was creating something that everybody wanted to be a part of they all wanted to link to that blog post because it was so powerful and so informative and so interesting um and so that's the goal you know how can i be really informative and interesting and come at this from a different angle maybe um and provide incredible content you know i mean People love lists. Uh, people love tips, tricks, and unique ways of approaching something. Um, so when you're when you're writing that blog post, um, ask yourself, what what can I do? Can I make people laugh? Can I make people think? Can I make people um, want to link to this? How am I going to make people link to this? Can I be really controversial? Can I take on some other big company and and have a very, you know, um, big opinion about something? Um, so that's kind of just. Um, theoretically how to approach, how to approach your blog and how to approach a blog post that you want people to link to. As far what as, about,
0: what about keywords? I mean, yeah, it's a
1: great, great uh, question. As far as SEO and follow-up on that, um, what you want to do is, yeah, do your keyword research, find out what people are searching for, and not only go to WordTracker to, to search for the phrases, but also do a Google search for that phrase and see what people are, are, are using and if they are using that phrase. And you'll see, uh, you can see the number of websites at the very top. It'll say, you know, a million websites are using this phrase on their on their site, or a million pages. So you can see how popular it is. Um, anything over anything over like two or three million, and that's a really popular phrase that people are, are searching for and that appears on, on a lot of websites. So do that keyword research and include those those phrases in your blog post and then tag it accordingly. Um, and if you have WordPress, you know, the SEO pack it kind of walks you through all that. Um, and then use, your, use an image um, you know, and make it kind of interesting. Don't just have text. Um, and then um, you know, if you've got a big subscriber list, that, that blog post is going to automatically go out to a bunch of people who hopefully, hopefully will, will make it viral and, and link to it, and, um, and away you go.
0: Yeah. Um, you mentioned um, putting the photos in the blog, and wh- where do you so – I, I can't – somebody told me that the photos should link somewhere and that they shouldn't just be stagnant. I mean, should they link back to your blog post so that if anyone does um, repost it somewhere, that, that if someone clicks on a link, it makes – it I mean, on a photo, it goes back to your blog or –
1: Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Yeah.
0: Okay. Cool. Thank you so much. I, You're I'm welcome. so um, this is like a wealth of information. I have like two pages of notes that I <laughs> and obviously I can listen to it again too. Um, but I just want to let everybody know um, that that um, on John's website, content-rich book book singular content-rich book um, they're running a special right now for ten dollars for his awesome book. It's fifty percent off. Plus, they're giving you like $300 worth of free bonuses on top of it. So if anybody you know is looking into doing some of this copywriting for themselves or wanting to do their, their search engine optimization on their own. Um, and then John's company, customcopywriting.com, also could take a look at your website, help you with web content, write bios. Um, they do press releases, whatever kind of copywriting that you need. And their prices are really, really, really reasonable, like half of what everybody else is that I've seen out there, um, and they're offering a 10% discount for anybody in the next two weeks um, who mentions Entrepreneur. So, um, you, John, tell people how they can follow you, find you on the web,
1: you know, connect with you. Great. Well, thank you for that. Um, they can find me on Twitter um, under the, the phrase Content Rich, um, and uh, would love to have uh, people follow me there. Um, and uh, they can also subscribe to our blog at contentrichbook.com, where we're actually doing a really cool series right now of, uh, of profiles of, of various uh, business leaders out there that are really kind of pushing the envelope and adding some great value to the, the conversation. Um, and we just uh, posted our first couple uh, this week, and we're going to be doing more of that. So a lot of, a lot of cool stuff going on in the blog. Uh, but yeah, I would love to have people follow me on Twitter and, um, and what about uh,
0: Facebook? Where
1: are uh, yep, you? Yep. We're on Facebook too, under uh, content rich as well there.
0: So um, facebook.com forward slash content rich.
1: Yeah. Okay, great.
0: And then, um, what about on LinkedIn under content rich as well? On
1: LinkedIn, it would be under my name, which is John J O N and then Wibben, W U E B B E N. And I uh, would love to have, uh, you know, people link to me anywhere uh, they like and, And and the other thing, too, is, you know, I'm a big, big believer in, in, um, you know, giving back and helping as much as I can. So we, you know, we're all about win-win, and we want to, um, you know, besides the 10% discount that we're offering, we also will go in and do a a complimentary website review for all of our customers. We've been doing that from day one the last six years. And people love that because um, a lot of times you don't know what you don't know, and and it's always good to get a fresh set of eyes. Um, So we're willing to do that for anybody as well.
0: That is an incredible service, and I would definitely love to take you up on that. So I'll be first in line.
1: Cool. Um,
0: so I really invite you all to um, post comments on the blog after you listen to this. And you know, if you have questions for John, you can post them there, and I'll uh, I'll invite him to come over and answer the questions that you leave. Um, and uh, and you know, I'm sure you can email him or anything if you have a question uh, about what's going on or have him take a look at your website. And cash in on that free review. (laughs) So, John, thank you so much. And uh, this is a really incredibly informative interview, and and you really gave some great content. So, I really appreciate it. And uh, we will look forward to speaking to you again.
1: Great. Thanks, Sarah.
0: All right. Have a great day. You too. Bye.